You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org. This is a sermon about Mary, because it seemed appropriate given where we are uh, in the year. Um, And this picture, um, which is one of my most favorite images of Mary, is actually on a wall um, near where I live, um, uh, there's a, a walk um, around the area where I live. I live not too far from a place called Dulwich Village, which is this posh bit in Dulwich where Tom Cruise used to live. Um, and uh, there's the Dulwich Picture Gallery, which is quite well known. And they have lots and lots of uh, kind of grandmaster pictures in there. And so what they did was they asked graffiti artists and people of today to do their versions of the pictures from the past. And this is one of the Virgin Mary. And um, if I'd taken another picture, you could have seen the copy of the original because they put it on the wall next to it. But I love it. I love the strength of it. I love what it looks like. But I want to begin, actually, with um, showing you a little uh, short trailer for a film, um, which you can all watch on YouTube if you have access to the interweb, um, called I Am Joseph, which sounds weird given that I'm meant to be talking about Mary, but um, it will make sense when we watch it. What's going on, Jay? I can't do this anymore. My fiance is pregnant. And it's not mine. You think I'm an idiot? Telling you the truth. You're lying! Stop lying! Would she really lie to you? No, she wouldn't. Has she told you who the father is? You honestly wouldn't believe me if I told you. Looks good, right? So the the thing it is on uh, YouTube, that's the only place it's released, and it's called I Am Joseph. But there's a particular line that we hear Mary say, which I think is really powerful. And I feel like the screenwriters really have understood the story. Where she responds to Joseph and she says, I'll raise him on my own if I have to. Which I think is a really powerful declaration that this Mary knew that she was being asked to do something quite revolutionary. She wasn't going to be stopped. We're all familiar with this story, really, really familiar with it. Um, But I think sometimes it's really important at Christmas to try and get under the skin of it again in a slightly different way and see if there's something new that we can mine from it. So here she is saying, I'll raise him on my own 
if I have to. Which I think is a statement of strength, of determination, of being empowered, and much more than the traditional expectation. It's as if Mary's life had been stopped in its tracks and she is now following a new path which has brought both life and chaos to her. So a question for you, how good are you at stopping? (laughs) Heads down. (laughs) How good are you at stopping? Because it comes more easily to some of us than it does to others. You know, if I don't do it, then who else is going to do it? But Mary, something had happened that was so powerful to Mary that she had literally been stopped in her tracks. And sometimes it takes something really dramatic to stop us. Um, I, I remember learning to drive and the, uh, actually going for the test um, back in the day where all you did was one test. <laughs> you didn't have to do like an exam as well. Um, so you did one driving test and the uh, person who was uh, testing you would at some point just either slap their leg or whack the uh, windscreen with something and you had to do your emergency stop. I don't know how good you were at that. Or the crossing lady at school. Did anyone have a lollipop lady? Yeah? They were stuff of legend, weren't they? Like, we can all remember them. Here were these absolutely fearsome people who would take hold of a metal pole with a circle on the top and literally walk into traffic for us. It's no wonder that we loved them. We can all remember them. We all remember that they used to stuff their lollipops in hedges in the school playing field so that it was there for the next morning. They would literally stop by stepping right into the front of traffic and stop it moving. We loved our crossing ladies. And I think the encounter between Mary and the messenger, the angel, Gabriel, is all about one of these incredible stopping moments. She is stopped in her tracks. It's like someone stepped into the oncoming traffic. And Luke, in, uh, in the gospel reading, writes about her being shocked or greatly troubled. (laughs) Oh, I feel greatly troubled. Um, It's like, shoot, what is that? And for some of us, that is what it takes for us to stop, to be stopped in our tracks, for something to get our attention. Why? Because what stopping does is it disrupts us. It disrupts us. So, What stops us from stopping? What stops you from stopping? Um, We've all done it, this, haven't we? I was in one of of the Oasis, one of our Oasis schools the other day, and the teacher at the front went, okay, I'd like you to put your pens down and stop what you're doing. And of course, there's three children (laughs) that refuse to stop. They just keep writing, they keep writing, And the teacher will say again, I'd like you to stop what you are doing and I'd like you to put your pens down. 
And again, stop what you're doing and put your pens down. Eventually they did. But what stops them stopping? Because what they're doing is more important than the other message. What does that look like in us as adults? What does that look like in us as adults? I think it looks like us following in our, our own agenda when it comes to what we choose to do with our lives. But I think it also works out at the micro level as well. Like in our behaviours, following our own agenda. In our relationships, following our own agenda. In our decisions, following our own agenda. In our choices, following our own agenda. Mary had this life that was following a particular and expected path before she was stopped in her tracks. It was, it was traditional. She was fulfilling expectations before she was stopped what she was doing. Her path was this. Engagement, marriage, kids. Nice, neat, manageable, may not be true, but manageable, controllable There was a pattern and a smoothness. It was what everyone else expected. And she was living under an oppressor, an oppressive regime. So what you do under oppression is you just do what's expected of you because it's safe and nice and easy and it's the safest, easiest path. You keep your head down. Mary was fulfilling what was expected before she was stopped in her tracks. Mary's reaction, she says this, let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me according to your word, which I think is just another way of saying, I surrender. I surrender. Let it be to me according to your word, is another way of saying, I surrender. Of dismantling our selfishness. Of going our own way. A dismantling of self. A being freed of our illusions about who we are. A disillusioned. There's something that happens, and it happened to me here on the way, where when you are traveling and you reach a stop sign, (coughs) you stop because you have to give way to another. You stop because you have to give way to another. And what Mary is doing is she is giving way. She's giving way. She's stopped And then she makes a decision to surrender. Mary gives way so as to embrace the way of love, the way of God. She gives way. There's this uh, verse in Mark chapter 8 that says this. Some of you will be very familiar with it. If anyone wants to follow me, 
Let them renounce themselves. Let them give way. Let them surrender themselves. I uh, asked for this jug of water um, just as I came in, so thank you. And um, it's like at the beginning of this story, it's like this is Mary's life. This is Mary. And this is the God part. And that's fine. It's like Mary's in that way where God is part of what she's doing. But I think that the thing we see happen, this stopping, I don't want to electrocute myself, this stopping and this surrendering, we need to see this completely differently. Mary gives way and falls into God. This is God. This is Mary. Mary falls in to the way of God. Mary falls in to the way of God. She's disrupted. She stops. She makes a shift. Her whole outlook, everything changes for her. And she jumps right in. Why do we struggle to stop, to surrender, and to submit? Um, I'll be honest, <laughs> for me, it's my pride, my power, and my control. <laughs> you know, like if you're in an argument, ever? Anyone ever argue here? No, never. What is it that stops us? From surrendering. I'll tell you why it is. It's because I see the word surrender as weakness. When I see that word surrender, I think, oh, that's a bit weak. And my pride and my attachment to power and my wanting to be in control of things means that I'm like not so willing for that. When I was um, little, don't do it now because I'm well old, but when I was little, uh, I used to play a game with my brother. Did you used to do it where you'd get hold your hands like that and he'd put his hands around you and then you'd play mercy? Did you ever? Just us? No, some of you, yeah, some of you did, didn't you? And it was like, yes, still playing it, I bet. Um, and basically, you cl- can, I, can I just hold your hand a minute? It's okay, don't worry. Uh, and then literally, you would just do... You're going you're gonna to hurt me, aren't you? <laughs> you would literally look just like, and then try and break each other's wrists, in essence. And it was the first one to shout, mercy was the loser. They were the weak one. Now you, now, now you know, there's probably got a different name now, hasn't it? But we do the same now. We do that whole thing now. In fact, we've probably just come out of a massive public mercy game. And it plays out in our lives every single day. I'm not saying sorry. I'm not giving way. It's their fault. You see, surrender is something that we view as weakness. But Richard Raw says this. Surrender will always feel like dying, yet it is the necessary path to liberation. Why do we struggle to surrender? 
We struggle to surrender, I think, because I know that I am run through with a posture that quite likes to win and likes to succeed. If I think about my last argument, or if I think about my response to someone's suggestion that was actually better than what I'd come up with, but because they'd come up with it, I still won't accept their suggestion. Anyone? Or my refusal to accept another person's version of events because my version of events is much better than their version of events. Why does it happen? Well, for some of us, there's this actual thing. It's to do with our brains. It's called control aversion. Like we literally are predisposed to it. We don't like it. We don't like it when others hold sway over our opinions and our decisions. And as a result, we rebel and we refuse against things. So that's true for some people. And then another thing is cognitive dissonance. We refuse to accept that there can possibly be two things right at the same time. Our brains can't handle it. And because our ego is always trying to win and always trying to be right, What it does is it defends itself by promoting that we're right and other people are wrong. So we struggle to submit. We struggle to stop. We struggle to surrender. And it plays out in our interpersonal relationships and they inform our decisions and our choices. And it was playing out in this whole election we've just had. And I can even play the game of surrender I can tell you about, oh, well, on Christmas, I'm doing this. And that sounds like surrender, doesn't it? I've given up. Yeah, I've given up this kind of Christmas in order to do this kind of... See, that's not surrender at all. That's my sacrifice being a sign of superiority. That's not surrender. Superiority. A reason for me to be admired me to be the hero, the martyr, that's not surrender. That's not what I learned from Mary. Instead, that kind of stuff is like being that kid in the class where the teacher says, I'd like you to put your pens down, and you're just like, yeah, I'm just doing it my way. My way's the best way. Going to keep doing it. But when Mary stopped... When Mary stopped, she was invited into a devastating adventure. And I use the word devastating deliberately. A devastating adventure full of light and shadow. And the detail of it we saw in the reading of the Magnificat. She's giving like this window on the crazy complexity of the battle and the fight and the devastation that her life is going to have wrapped up in the incredible joy and delight. The detail is in the Magnificat, the scattering of the proud, the rulers being brought down, the rich being sent empty away. That's not like, oh, Mary, meek and mild. She's like that picture at the start. This is Mary, determined, empowered, powerful, A devastating adventure full of light and shadows. And God always uses light to spark chaos. 
God always uses light to spark chaos. And in this story, God unleashes love and light that will bring down empires and oppressors. So Mary, the picture on the Dulwich Art Trail, that Mary, the Mary who understood that she was stepping into God. It wasn't that God was going to be a little part of her. It was that she was stepping into the way of love and would actually give birth to love itself. That's this Mary. That's the Mary who decides that she is going to surrender in order to participate in the collapse of empire. Some of you may know this little video that um, has been appearing on our TV screens. I'm going to leave it hanging for a minute, just see if you can work it out. But before we watch it, I wonder what you think an empire is. This Mary, the Mary that chose to surrender, the Mary that was stopped in her tracks, the Mary that stepped and fell into the way of love, the Mary who was invited to participate in the collapse of empire. Empire is any behavior, action, system, intent, decision that stands in the way of love, stands in the way of God. Any behavior, any action, any system, any intent, any decision that stands in the way of God, in the way of love. See, I would argue that every day our actions are decisions that are either about collapsing or promoting empire. If empire is any behavior, action, system, intent, decision that stands in the way of God, in the way of love, then I would argue that every day our actions are decisions about collapsing or promoting empire. Micro and macro level. So Mary was stopped in her tracks. She surrendered and submitted. And she moved to participate, to carry the light of the world, to carry love that would show how to bring down all empires. And for us, it's any action, any behavior. So, do you know what it is?
So there's this, oh, and other providers are uh, available. Um, so the invitation to us is the collapse of Empire 2 through the smallest of actions, through making the table bigger, <laughs> which you do well, but all the other things as well. Any behavior, any action, any system, any intent, any decision that stands in the way of God. And there's a cost to that, which is why at the start we hear in that little film clip Mary say, I'll raise him on my own if I have to. I'll raise him on my own if I have to. See, there's this zeal and passion and determination in this young girl, this teenage girl whose life has been stopped in its tracks and she realizes that it's going to be taking another path and that's what surrender looks like. So, to stop, to stop, will you, will I? Why won't I? What's stopping me from stopping? Mary did. She stopped what she was doing. She put her pen down. <laughs> and there's this version of this quite well-known verse, um, which when I discovered uh, someone had um, written this, I thought, oh, that says it. Let go of your grip and trust in me, your great high king. It reads so differently to what it normally says. But when you get under the skin of what the words actually mean, it means surrender. Let go of your grip. Trust in me, your great high king. I think that's what Mary was doing. I think that's why she stopped. Let's pray. God, it's very easy um, in the run-up to this time of year um, to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Um, to be overly familiar with the story. But God, we, um, we acknowledge today afresh that there's more to it. There's layer upon layer upon layer of things for us to understand, to consider what is our response to this incredible story of love being born to the world? 
Father, I pray that for each of us here, we would um, we do some thinking around surrender. We do some thinking about what it means to fall into the way of you, the way of love. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org.